Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome, my beautiful friend, to another edition of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast. I am super excited to be here today, and I'm really honored that you have decided to join me. Today is an episode where, once again, I just felt really convicted while writing this, and I thought, you know what? I'm not even reading over what I type. I've typed 2,325 words, you know, all at once, essentially, and I just feel like it's going to be something powerful. So we're going to let God do His work throughout the episode. I've titled this week's episode, A Change of Heart. Let's begin with our Faith Your Day declaration, where we can boldly confess how we live this day of life differently from what most people are choosing. We don't want to be ordinary here. We want to live this extraordinary gift that we get today. Jesus, thank you so much for loving me in the way that you do. You designed me on purpose for a purpose. I want to live to my full potential today with a mindset that honors you and a soul that seeks to know you better. Jesus, I know that you are the way, the truth, and the life. I ask you to guide me and reveal to me what you want to show me here, have me experience here, and learn from this season. Help mold me and shape me into the best version of me. I will live today as your vessel, ready to receive your word and promptings, and pour out your overflowing love to those all around me. Please allow your thoughts to become my thoughts, your ways to become my ways, and your will to become what I truly desire. Jesus, if you are in it, I want it. And if you are not, I don't. I choose to faith this day of life. I am so grateful to be your girl. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to start off with a couple questions. I want to know, would you consider yourself someone who is led by your heart? Feels like once something is ignited in your heart that you just have to pursue it. I will admit that many times in my life, I ended up in a place that was all sorts of wrong because I fully believed that my heart led me there. Bad relationships, projects I eventually abandoned, unnecessary purchases, impulsive decisions. I feel like in every case, I had a sense of confusion afterwards. How could something that felt so right in the moment lead me somewhere so wrong in the end? Have you ever been there too? Feeling disorientated and even more lost after following your heart somewhere? How does that happen? Why does that happen? I mean, 
aren't we continually told to follow our heart? I can't help but wonder if we are indeed meant to be following a heart, led by a heart, guided by a heart. But my question is, should it be your heart leading you? Or should you be seeking God's heart for that direction instead? What if we were to consider that maybe our hearts are not meant to be the map, but rather the compass? That might be a phrase you want to write down today, so you can just reflect on it a little bit later on. I'll say it again. What if your heart is not meant to be a map, but rather a compass? What if the path to purpose and contentment, joy and peace and love is all laid out on your heart, but in a way that can't be followed without that key tool to direct you? A compass that will point you in the direction that aligns with the path he has printed on your heart. My sister, I have the most amazingly powerful verse to share with you today. And this is really a convicting verse, one that can begin to reorientate your heart so that it does align with his will for you. Check this one out. Today, we are going to read from the Amplified Version of the Bible. And I don't think I've ever read from this translation on the air before, but it makes this verse so clear. So we're going to read from 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. This verse is amazing in any translation you read it in, but the Amplified one just knocks it out of the park. I want you to put your name at the beginning of the verse. You're going to hear that it starts out with the name Solomon, my son, but I want you to try it with your name attached with my daughter at the end. So as for you, for example, Lisa, my daughter, as for you, Tammy, my daughter, as for you, Christina, my daughter. Okay. So this is how it starts. Know the God of your father have personal knowledge of him, be acquainted with him and understand him, appreciate, heed and cherish him and serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind for the Lord searches all hearts and minds and understands every intent and inclination of the thoughts. If you seek him inquiring for and of him and requiring him as your first and vital necessity, he will let you find him. But if you abandon, turn away from him, he will reject you forever. Preach, right? How good is that verse? Here's the exact teaching we need on how to change our heart from a map that we create for ourselves to a compass that will align with the will and path he has created for you. If you are desiring to get onto the right path today, to stop simply following the flighty desires of your heart and to truly end up at the place that God has destined for you, then let's dig deep into this verse for the instructions on how to do exactly that. First, let's just acknowledge what our world today promises. Follow your heart could be the motto for the times we are living in, right? And while our hearts aren't naturally orientated towards wrong, we sure are easily led astray, aren't we? 
I can't help but believe that our enemy, the devil, who we know is prowling around like this lion waiting for someone to devour, he's helping to promote this message of follow your heart. And the message sounds good. Follow your heart. That doesn't sound innately bad. But what about when we consider how easily disorientated our hearts can become? Satan wants nothing more than for your heart to lead you down paths that you think are so right, but that actually end up being so wrong. The paths that feel like the right thing, but end up getting you lost, disorientated, distracted, and confused about where you are meant to turn next. And the sneakiest part is that he bundles this little message up in this package of positivity that seems so good and relatable. Follow your heart. We all love that, don't we? The issue is that your heart isn't meant to be followed. It's meant to be orientating you towards his heart. The heart that when followed will never cause you to feel lost or fearful or uneasy or unsure. When we follow his heart, we may not be sure of where we are going, but we are walking beside the one who does. What I really love about the scripture verse we read today from 1 Chronicles 28 is that the Amplified Version adds parentheses throughout it with little clarifying points. And I want to take you through the whole verse now. We're going to take a moment to reflect on each sentence, each part, as every single one is so powerful. Okay, so it starts by saying, know the God of your father. So what does that look like? And here is what is included in parentheses after that statement. It says, have personal knowledge of him, be acquainted with him and understand him, appreciate, heed and cherish him. My friend, I think an equally important point to understand is not just that we need to know him, but where to seek in order to know him. For that, I bet you already know what I'm going to say, right? Scripture, God's word. That, my dear, is where you get that personal knowledge of him. You get acquainted with him, begin to understand him, appreciate all he has done and is doing, learn what he wants you to heed as commands and truth, and really learn to love him so deeply. When you begin to orientate your heart to his word, you will begin to get a sense of who he is. And this is absolutely critical as it would be contrary to good nature to trust with your life and your eternity to be fully guided by someone you don't know and trust. So girl, get to know God by getting to know what he says. Secondly, this verse says, and serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind for the Lord searches all hearts and minds and understands every intent and inclination of the thoughts. Now, here is the part of the verse that really convicted me about Jesus's desire to not only possess our hearts, but to possess them fully. He asks us to serve him willingly And it explicitly states that he searches all hearts and minds and understands every intent and inclination of the thoughts, not so that you feel guilt and shame, but so that you 
earnestly seek to ensure your heart is aligned with him, orientated towards love. This is a part which challenges us to not just do good because someone else might notice that good and commend us, but because we do the good because we know and believe and are acting in a way that we know Jesus would as well. Good deeds are only good if the intention behind them is pure. And don't beat yourself up about it if you realize that you aren't there yet. This is where you get to grow and ask him to continue molding your heart and shaping your heart closer to his. So often in the Gospels, we read of Jesus confronting the Pharisees. Those are the religious leaders of the time with this key element. The Pharisees looked the part. They followed the laws to the T. In fact, they even created more laws and talked a big talk about how righteous they were. They were shocked when Jesus called them out because he had seen the true intentions of their hearts. They might have looked holy, H-O-L-Y, but their purity was wholly lacking, W-H-O-L-L-Y. They only were generous when it drew in the attention of those they respected. They only were helpful when it made them look good in front of their equals. They were only kind to the lowly if they thought it would get them something. They were only righteous to the degree in which they thought they would be rewarded. They were doing some right things, but for all the wrong reasons. Their hearts were not orientated towards Jesus. They hadn't yet had the change of heart that occurs when you do the right things because you know that is exactly what Jesus would do and because you are earnestly seeking to become more like him. The good news is that even if you end up taking a wrong step or a misstep while seeking to align your heart with his, it will never be a step that will set you back. Because our father knows the intentions of our hearts. If you make the wrong move, but with the right motives, girl, you aren't lost at all. He'll help you right that wrong and learn from it so that you are actually further ahead than you were before. And finally, on that note, our verse says, if you seek him, inquiring for and of him and requiring him as your first and vital necessity he will let you find him. But if you abandon him, turn away from him, he will reject you forever. If this is the definition and requirements of seeking him, do you feel like you are? Do you need to level up? This part of the verse can feel a little heavy, but I think that demonstrates its immense importance. It's saying that if you seek him, ask for him, call on him, and truly believe that you need him every step of the way, then you are on the right path. It uses the words vital necessity, and that's exactly what God is for each of us, right? We are not willing to do this thing called life alone because we know we can't be trusted to get to where we need to go because we know that the world is going to offer us so many distractions along the way. And girl, if you're anything like me, you are going to get distracted by those things if you're venturing out by yourself. 
Our hearts are idol-making factories, and you get so often caught up in these desires of your heart that you just go ahead and let them lead you right down all sorts of bad paths that go into decisions that you would never make if you had another chance to make them, or dead ends in dark places. Why? How does this happen? Because, my friend, your heart is not meant to follow its own path. It's meant to follow the path that Jesus has placed upon it. The way that you can do this today is to pray every day, like we do in our declaration, to ask him to make his thoughts your thoughts, his ways your ways, and his desires what you truly desire as well. After that, follow away. We are promised at the end of First Chronicles 28 that he will let you find him. He will evolve your heart into a compass that is orientated towards doing right, doing good, doing his will, and doing his work well here on earth. So I challenge you, will you be so bold as to pray for a change of heart today, my friend? The desires of your heart are there for a reason, but ask for clarification and guidance from him today so that the steps you follow lead you towards your purpose rather than getting you all sorts of lost when you venture down the path of temptation. And if you aren't quite there yet, where you feel the pull on your heart, just simply start by asking him to reveal to you what you can work on today to get there. So long as you are seeking, you aren't lost. And with a heart desiring to know him better, he will always lead you in the right direction. My friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with me here. I'll be back again next Tuesday with something new. And if you are listening on schedule, next Tuesday is the 31st of October, also known as Halloween. And I've already got a few ideas up my sleeve for what we might be talking about then. So come on back, would you? And we'll see what we've got next week. Wishing you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 